Good morning. On this Sunday morning, I want to welcome you to our devotional, Golden Nuggets, Food for Thought and for the Imagination. If you joined us yesterday, we were talking about the story of Ruth. We were introducing it, the idea and the concept of when God makes a covenant or when there was a covenant, that there was the idea, especially with the nation of Israel and Jesus uh, cutting his covenant, basically, uh, on the cross, that it was to be wed, or it was God's idea by making a covenant, covenant, then I will take you under my covering, under my wing. And we introduced that, that word, covering, as we were reading in several scriptures. And I made the comment, if you ever have the chance, read the entire 16th chapter of the book of Ezekiel. God outlines it so beautifully, talking about how from the very inception of when he loved Israel and he took them out, out of Egypt, and basically how he brought them out with gold and silver, uh, how he healed them, how they had clothing, how he provided everything for them, only to have the nation turn right around and use the things that God gave them as instruments to worship or make other false gods. God was very displeased with them. And in the whole process, uh, he makes these comments of bill of divorcement. Uh, you have played the harlot. Now, the reason we're mentioning all of this is because at the Feast of Pentecost and at the Feast of Weeks, Feast of Weeks, Old Testament language, Feast of Pentecost or Pentecost, New Testament language. Basically, that is when God made a covenant with Israel, when there was the giving of the law, the Torah. God makes that same covenant through Jesus Christ in the giving of the Holy Spirit. We talked about 3,000 that died at breaking the law, committed uh, uh, horndom against God, uh, worshiping that golden calf. And then we have also 3,000 that are actually saved and delivered. They're born again. Uh, the repetition of these cycles of that which has been will be again. And God's purpose in every single time and every single season, everything, everything that God has, has and means something. He is bringing about his perfect plan to fruition, and he, he plans to accomplish what he began when he created man. Even though he fell, God had all his plans already in place to make sure that not only that the devil didn't win, but that man was rescued. After all, man is made in the image of God and in his likeness. And there's something about man that makes him so different. So let's begin our reading in the book of Ezekiel. We're going to pick up starting with verse 20. And uh, I'll be reading consecutively verse 20, 21, 22. And then if I jump to another one, then I'll say like verse uh, 16 uh, to make it easier. But as I recommended, if it's possible at all, read the whole 16th chapter. Study it, in fact, if you have time. You have some concordances. You have 
other uh, books available or things to help you, believe me, it is an amazing chapter. It says, Moreover, thou hast taken thy sons and thy daughters, whom thou hast borne unto me, and these thou hast sacrificed unto them to be devoured. Is this thy whoredom a small matter? Now think about it. In the giving of the Holy Spirit, the prophecy of Joel and what Peter uh, declared in chapter 2 of the book of Acts was, And thy sons and daughters shall prophesy. Thy old men, thy young men shall dream dreams and see visions. It, it, and here, instead, the children were being given to these false gods. They were actually being slain. According to verse 21, Thou hast slain my children, not your children, my children, and delivered them to cause them to pass through the fire for them. Verse 22, And in all thine abominations and thy whoredoms, thou hast remembered the days of thy youth, when thou hast not remembered the days of thy youth, when thou was naked and bare, and was polluted in thy blood. And it is so easy to forget. That's why the scripture says in Psalm 103, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, and forget not. Forget not. that It's so easy to forget. Paul in the epistles would say, I put you in remembrance. I put you to remembrance. In other words, remember these things. The only things that we're supposed to forget, it says, forgetting those things that are behind that which is in the past. Learning from it, but forgetting about it. Then it says, in verse number 32, But as a wife that committeth adultery, which taketh strangers instead of her husband, verse 33, they give gifts to all whores, but thou giveth gifts to all thy lovers, thou hireth them, that they may come unto thee on every side for thy whoredoms. In other words, God was telling them, you're going against even that which uh, man that is not saved or those that are, 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 are walking contrary to me, not even they do that. It says in verse 34, and the contrary is in thee from other women in thy whoredoms. Whereas none followeth thee to commit whoredom, in that thou giveth a reward, and no reward is given unto thee. Therefore thou art contrary. In Isaiah, in chapter 1, verse 21, now it talks about not the nation, but the city of Jerusalem. How is the faithful city become a harlot? It is full of judgment. Righteousness lodged in it, but now murders. Now, it's important to understand that earthly Jerusalem, earthly Jerusalem is called by God Sodom and Gomorrah. Earthly Jerusalem is the place that God had selected where the temple would be built and the sacrifices would be offered. And it is the place where he was supposed to have put his holy name there. And the people come there. Well... We find that it winds up being, as the prophet says, how is the faithful city become a harlot? 
Yet when the new Jerusalem comes, according to the book of Revelation, she comes down as a bride adorned for her husband, decorated and covered in everything that is precious, that is pure, and that is holy. See, so God is making now a comparison of these cities. That's why we make a comparison of the covenant that Jesus made for his bride and the covenant that God made for the nation of Israel. Now, there's very uh, quite a number of other verses we want to get to. So let's look at what the scripture continues to say. In Jeremiah chapter 3, verse 6, 7, and 8, it says, The Lord also <clears throat> said unto me, In the days of Josiah the king, has thou seen that which backsliding Israel has done? He calls her a she. She is gone up to every high mountain and under every green tree, and there has played the harlot. What God is simply saying is, you've gone to worship other gods. You've gone and offered to them the things that I have provided for you. You have taken that which is mine, and you have made idols, and then bowed down to worship them. So God was literally saying, because of this that you are doing, the, the, the high places and the green trees, these were the places where they worshipped in the high mountains. It says, you have played the harlot. Verse 7, And I said, after she had done all these things, Turn thou unto me, God still is merciful and faithful, but she returned not. And her treacherous sister Judah saw it. Verse number 8, And I saw when all the causes whereby Israel committed adultery, I put her away and given her a bill of divorce. Yet her treacherous sister Judah feared not but went and played the harlot also. By the time we get to the book of Revelation, all those that have claimed to be religious, all those that were or turned uh, to be backsliding Christians, all of those that were never truly in, but yet played the part, by that time we have the harlot declared. The, the bride, uh, technically, of the Antichrist, which he slays, and then we have the Bride of Christ, which is in heaven. See, she rides upon the back of the beast, the religious and political systems in union, but not so with Christ. The church is faithful, and that's why he's coming for a bride without spot, without blemish, without wrinkle. So it says in Revelation 17, verse 1 and 2, and there came one of the seven angels, which had the seven vials, and talked with me, saying unto me, Come hither, and I will show thee the judgment of the great whore that sitteth upon the many waters, with whom the kings of the earth have committed fornication. So we know it's not talking about one individual, but it's talking about a system of people, a system that has been ruling and reigning for a long time. It says, and the inhabitants of the earth have been drunk with the wine of her fornication. And usually when we relate wine in the Bible, as its symbolism 
uh, it would be like the spirit. In other words, you have been drunk with the spirit of her fornication, just like when we partake of the wine and the cup. It's like we're partaking of the spirit. We're partaking of the life. We're partaking of that which Jesus has for us as a body. In Revelation 17, 18, And the woman which thou sawest is that great city which reigneth over the kings of the earth. Then it says in Revelation, uh, excuse me, in the book of Jeremiah, chapter 3, verse 14. Turn, O backsliding children, saith the Lord, for I am married unto you. This was when he was talking to them. He says, I will take one of a city and two of a family, and I will bring you to Zion. Verse 15. And I will give you pastors according to my heart, which shall feed you with knowledge and understanding. Jeremiah 3.19 But I said, How shall I put thee among the children, and give thee a pleasant land, and a goodly heritage of the host of the nations? And I said, Thou shalt call me Father, and shalt not turn away from me. And that is what Jesus did when he came. He introduced us to the Father. If you've seen me, Philip, you have seen the Father. So we find in the book of Luke chapter 11, verse 2, it says, And he said unto them, When you pray, say, Our Father, which art in heaven, holy is your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And then Jesus said in the book of John, in chapter 17, verse 6, I have manifested thy name unto the men which thou gavest me out of the world. Thine they were, thou gavest them unto me. They have kept thy word. And in John 14, if you have known me, then you should have known my father also. And from henceforth you will know him and have seen him. And in John chapter 14, verse 9, we had just read verse 7, Jesus said unto them, I have been so long a time with you, and yet thou have not known me, Philip? And he that has seen me has seen the Father. How sayest thou then, showeth the Father? Verse 10, Believest not thou that I am in the Father, and the Father is in me? The words which I speak unto you, I speak not of myself, but my, but my Father that dwelleth in me, he does the works. And then in Isaiah 54, 5, and this is what we'll pick up to, on Monday, it says, For thy maker is thy husband, talking to Israel, the Lord of hosts is his name, and Redeemer and Holy One of Israel, the God of the whole earth. Shall he be called? What an awesome way to introduce himself. Well, we'll pick up there tomorrow with the Lord's help on Monday morning. Be ready for us to continue. Until then, the Lord bless you richly. And may you take the time to search out his word. In Jesus' name, amen.